0: I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Adrian Rayside joins me again. The legendary cartoonist recently published a new collection of his work, Wildlife for Idiots and Other Animal Cartoons. It's full of Rayside's hilarity, his loving and often loyal depiction of animals which reveal the frailties and foibles of humans. There are animals in this collection that are loving and loved as well as funny and perhaps smarter than most of us. I'll ask Adrian about his work, about the animals he depicts, and what it all says about human behavior. Adrian Rayside is uh, the longtime editorial cartoonist, published in the Victoria Times Colonist since 1979, who uh, has also drawn the Other Coast comic strip for many years, which appears in hundreds of publications around the world. His uh, website for more is at raysidecartoon.com. Uh, the book is From Harbor Publishing. We spoke uh, last week with Adrian at his home on Vancouver Island. I am Planta on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Adrian Rayside joins me again. The legendary cartoonist recently published a new collection of his work, Wildlife for Idiots and Other Animal Cartoons. It's full of Rayside's hilarity, his loving and often loyal depiction of animals which reveal the frailties and foibles of humans. There are animals in this collection that are loving and loved as well as funny and perhaps smarter than most of us. I'll ask Adrian about his work, about the animals he depicts, and what it all says about human behavior. Adrian Rayside is uh, the long-time editorial cartoonist, published in the Victoria Times columnist since 1979, who uh, has also drawn the Other Coast comic strip for many years, which appears in hundreds of publications around the world. His uh, website for more is at raysidecartoon.com. Uh, the book is from Harbor Publishing. We spoke uh, last week with Adrian at his home on Vancouver Island. Please welcome back to the Plant Online Program, Adrian Rayside. Mr. Rayside, good morning. Good morning, Joseph. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Um, th- th- this book is such a um, – I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the collection, Wildlife for Idiots, um, because it, it, um, uh, it, it shows us these animals that we all know and love and, and um, a side of them that we like to see, say. Um, but it also reflects on us as people. I mean, we, we, we <laughs> clearly are idiots, aren't we?
1: Well, yeah. Compared to, you know, you know, a hummingbird can fly thousands of miles yeah. uh, um, somewhere and then come back and come back to exact the same nest that that they left the mm-hmm. year before. Whereas we need a GPS to go to the liquor store. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. we are we are idiots. And you know, the funny thing is that the title. Cause I had this, I, this, I drew this cartoon a long time ago with wildlife for idiots and basically what the title is 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 uh, you know these, these people in a, in, a, in a safari jeep and with their cameras and, and all the animals they're passing have, have name tags on you know hello zebra hello lion. <laughs> but, so anyway so the title was so the theory so, so the publisher was like well does that mean that the people buying the book are you know we're saying they're idiots and Sort of kicked it around, and some people said, "Well, yeah, anyone buys one of his books probably is an idiot." <laughs> so, so, it, so we had sort of had to qualify it with an other animal cartoons, <laughs> otherwise yeah. it was like, like uh, you know, the the, the uh, you know, um, PCs for dummies kind of thing. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I just like I just like the, the the illustration that's
0: Yeah, and then the other thing is that, that as I was thinking about as I was reading the book is that w- we as people. Uh, we desperately want to know what animals think of us, don't we?
1: Of course, yeah, and we do, and and, and the anthropomorphize them. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, of course. And, and do they think we're just very strange two-legged creatures? You know, um, in many cases, yes, I agree with them. There are some very strange two-legged <laughs> yeah. creatures out there. Uh, but and, and are they curious about us? You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think we, we we want to be liked. Um, And I'm saying this as a person who didn't grow up with pets, and and, um, uh, sometimes at work, uh, some of the other people bring their dog in, and I'm I'm not um, overly friendly, say, with with dogs or or other people, say, in the office. But um, um, you can tell by, by, you know, people who are animal people, who have had pets in the past, um, just how, how much affection... Um, they, say, devote to their pets. And, 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 you know, I used to be one of those people that scoffed at pet owners who pamper pets. Um, but then, you know, there's, there's a great um, strip in, 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 the, uh, in your book where um, one realizes that we take advantage of them, you know, not just on farms, say, but the, the one cartoon with the two honeybees um, buzzing off and, and saying that the guy selling their honey is making money off of them. I mean, we do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they do all the work. You know, it's funny, because I've always thought that. It's like the bees, I mean, they work their butts off
0: yeah.
1: all day, you know, from dawn till dusk, making this honey, which they're really doing it for themselves. We come along, we rob their hive, <laughs> you know. Which we basically pilfer from them, yeah. uh, 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 sell the honey, and then we're surprised when the bees are saying, that's it, we're out of here, you know. Yeah. Um, we're, we're done. <laughs> I don't blame them. But it is, we, we it's like anything, um, um, we do tend to assume that uh, just because we have to be at the top of the food chain, yeah. um, we can help ourselves. Um, I mean, now, of course, if you met a lion or, or, or a, a, um, a man-eating tiger yeah. at 1 o'clock in the morning, um, we're not quite so high on the food chain as we think we are. And, and in many cases, this is the one time when an animal might be curious about us. Like, it, am I going to have them stewed roasted, <laughs> or boiled? You yeah, know? yeah.
0: Yeah, the um, um, your 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 talent uh, is is and it's evident in this book as all your work shows us that that um, you show how people just are how absurd we are and and uh, through through the animals that are depicted in in this book, um, you know our fad diets, our, our obnoxious habits, uh, how even how we speak to one another. I think you you. Um, you use the animals to, to sort of illustrate just how, how silly we all are.
1: Yeah, I guess in a way, some of them it would be that way because you can, you can have uh, um, animals doing things that uh, humans do, um, but when you put it in the context of an animal doing it, it's completely ridiculous. <laughs> some of the yeah. stuff we do, you know, I mean, this whole alligator skin shoes, alligator skin handbags, for me, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I've been milking that, 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 that chestnut for years, you know, because it is absurd. Totally absurd to wear. You know, yeah. I understand leather and stuff like that, but I don't know. Alligators are so. Sort of, so when you put alligators, um, you know, the, 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 the two alligators uh, talk, talking to each other, and one of them's got kind of an alligators can handbag, and the other alligator's saying, Look, just because it was farmed doesn't make it right. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where the absurdity. And sometimes that's what, that's what the best kind of cartoon can be is like put two normal things. Yeah. And give it a twist, and it comes out as an absurd, funny thing. Um, you know, putting termites on the on Noah's Ark. Yeah. You know, I mean, would they, if they had done that, <laughs> would the animals have survived? Would they have right.
0: made it across? Yeah. The, they, yeah exactly. Yeah. The but um, back to the alligators. Some, some, I told you about one just before we started that made me laugh out loud in the book: um, an alligator hitting on um, a, a lady's handbag at a bar. The other one that made me laugh a lot was the alligator who's in in therapy, and um, uh, he's making improvements in his in his work with his therapist, and, until he notices that the therapist is wearing alligator shoes. He's <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, making progress in his anger management. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way you
0: depict the uh, the the therapist sitting with the shoes, I thought was was I laughed at that as well.
1: Well, yeah, because you've got to show them. And, yeah. and sometimes, sometimes in newspapers, the, 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 well, even newspapers are still running comics pages, yeah. but they, they tend to be shrinking the size of the strips every year. It seems they're getting smaller and smaller. So you sort of have to think about that when, because these are all drawn to newspapers, originally uh-huh. most of them. Um, some of them are new, um, like the, the, uh, um, the, the, the two bears in bed in a motel.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and uh, the, 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 the male bear's wife walks in. Catches them and the bears, male bears, ignore self down. I forgot about my tracking collar. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, but
1: that's, that's a brand new one. But, yeah. but uh, um, you, so you and again, it's, it, looking at the tracking collar, will that be noticed mm, uh, on yeah. a, on a small strip in a newspaper? Um, and and of course, some strips are run in black and white, some are in colour. So you, you're always sort of balancing off how much black you want to put in, into the you know, black ink, as opposed to how much colour, if it's going to be run in colour. So it's, it's it's an interesting. Um, uh, procedure doing a strip these days because you know you, there are limitations with what you can do um, because of the size that they come out in.
0: Do you like working in color?
1: Yeah I, I, I do because um, it's all I do it by, on, on computer and Photoshop mm-hmm. um, it's just it's, it's one more chore I, I guess you might add and <laughs> but then the odd time when I go crazy and I like some of the Sundays I, I've got uh, um in one of the Sundays uh, groups, have it's a bunch of pirates, and there's a dog called Teddy the pirate dog. And these pirates are always getting into battles, and he's and Teddy the pirate dog is always messing it up some other ships, things whatever. And so I'm happily drawing all these the, these pirates and these battles and the ships and everything else, and then I realise, oh man, I've got six panels, I've got to colour now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, darn it, what was you know, I, I, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> and but... two hours later, you're still colouring it, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, that's what's enjoyable. I mean, you mentioned that um, some of the, the the strips might have appeared in, in a newspaper in black and white. Yeah. Um, the, this book, they're, 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 I think, they're all in color. Um, it, it, it just reads well. I, I read it off a screen, but but I I, I still I still like being in that world, if you will, the colors that you use. Um, there's some colors that you don't use. I notice. Is, is that was that deliberate? Say.
1: Um. No, I just probably laziness. Maybe. I yeah. Don't like know. I don't, no, I, I nothing in to...
0: neon or anything like that. I've never seen. No, over the a, years. and
1: the reason for that is that it wouldn't um, it wouldn't appear okay in a newspaper.
0: I see. Yeah.
1: That's that's the reason mm. why. Um, and you know, and, and again, I, I use fairly basic colors. You know, sometimes I try and mix them a bit, but it, but again, when you when when a comic's been printed in, in newsprint, newsprint's very very. Um, porous like it, it's very yeah. it, it sucks the ink up like crazy so you're you're always increasing the dot gain to compensate the fact that the color will be drained out and then when it's going to be published in 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 a book where you've got the glossy paper then you've got to dial it back otherwise it gets too too intense so mm-hmm. you're sort of trying to balance that off and and again i, I tend to use sort of primary colors just because it's um, again it's easier <laughs> you know to yeah. keep track of and the other thing is that I know how it's going to appear in, in, in a newspaper. Of course, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes they have the print or all the registrations out and it looks like you're, you're drunk when you look at it because of, <laughs> you see all the lines are all over the place. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things where it is nice to see a whole collection all in the same, uh, you know, on glossy paper yeah. because it does it, the colors do become more vibrant.
0: Yeah, it, and that's the thing, on reading it on a screen as I did the other day, the other night, um, I can zoom in, and I can see the collar, say, on the bear or the alligator shoes, which um, I, I um, with my fading eyesight, <laughs> I couldn't do if I had I hear a there. book on my, on my lap, say. Um, the other thing, um, um, these collections have always done well for you. They've sold well, but there is a lot of work involved, as you've just said, that um, you do have to take the work and, and look at it again and sometimes fix it up, don't you?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of touch. I, I mean, um, I had to change the text in some of them because some of them are hand lettered, and I'm using computer-generated text now just because it's 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 a little easier. As we were talking about fading eyesight, mm-hmm. um, and also I'd, I'd go in and, and I you know oh, why did I draw that way? Oh, I, you know that's a bad line, or, or the bear's eyes aren't right, or and almost every strip as it was being pulled from the archives and then we were, we were assembling them, almost every one that was going in and tweaking it somehow, or, or maybe the colors weren't quite right. So it was way more than I thought. Because when the idea came up to do this book, it was like, oh, yeah, I could do uh, I'm a couple of months' work It's that piece of cake. You know, I'm uh, no, wait in the truck. I'll be out in five minutes with the finished product. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it took ages and ages. And it's like this thing has to end at some point. And they just and even after everything was assembled, there was a lot of backwards and forwards. Like, okay, this this isn't such a, a strong strip. you have something else that will work better? So it, it was just it was one of those things where. It was probably like four months, um, you know, not, not, every, not every hour of the day, but to actually put it together because there was, there was a certain amount of, 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 especially some of the older strips where, you know, um, the coloring was maybe a little basic, so I was going. And also, um, you become a little more proficient in using Photoshop. So, so you, and, again, as you said, you, you were zooming in. Yeah. So I've got to be careful now. There are people like you out there that can zoom in and see all my mistakes.
0: <laughs> well, I was looking well, for have to I, much more careful. I was looking for. Um, uh, um, remember, Hirschfeld used to put Nines. <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. Yes, yes, yeah. You look at the hidden messages. in Yeah. There.
0: <laughs> well, I should, that's what I'm going to do with my, my uh, subsequent read now, is I'm going to do things like that now. Um, what is it like, Adrian, to have such a loyal base of readers and, and fans? Um, it must be gratifying. I mean, we were talking just before we started, it's been 45 years now since you've been in this business. Um, you've been drawing before that even, but I mean, 45 years where you've developed this readership that you have. I mean, um, w- when the comic strip goes missing in the in the daily newspaper, you hear about that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. And, and, you know, it always surprises me. Um, cartoonists, and I guess writers too, um, uh, tend to work in a vacuum mm-hmm. because of the fact that, that it's a fairly solitary business. Sure. It's not like you you, you, you have a, a group of people that you walk around and say, Hey, look, uh, what do you think? They I have drawn the nose too long? No, no, no. Everything's up to you. Um, and then everything, of course, goes to an editor of the syndicate and then it comes back. But all they're talking about is, all they care about is, you've got the spelling right, that's all. Everything else is up to you. And of course, I'm, I'm an atrocious ballast. So my editor at trade Syndicate in Los Angeles has a, has a fairly busy workload when they get my strips. <laughs> uh, it, it always, but it always surprises me that that people read my read my cartoons, uh, um, and I don't know why, but it does. And and, and yeah, it's gratifying in, in, in a way. But uh, you know, you you, I always think I'm only as good as my last cartoon, mm. um, and. And that's sort of why you, you keep doing it. Well, maybe I'll get, a bit. I'll get it right next to you. Yeah. But it's, it's, you, you're wary of saying, wow, I'm great, or, because, A, I'm not. Um, you can always do better. B, there are always funnier people out there than me. I mean, Unger who did Herman, who's a good friend of mine. Hilarious cartoons. You know, I mean, gosh. You know? yeah. There's always someone out there better than me. But it's also very gratifying that people... Um, have hung in there for, for so long reading your your cartoons or, or maybe it's just the fact that it's, it's just part of the morning ritual when they open up the newspaper and I just happen to be there on the same page of, of the strip that they like even better than me I don't know, you know. but it is gratifying and, and again I have no idea um, you know, I, I, I do get emails from, from, from readers quite a bit and uh, some of them are so complimentary uh, those, those who, of who don't like my editorial cartoons but the, the, the dog people and animal people, they're nice people normally. Yeah. I mean, they don't rake, rake me over the coals too much.
0: Yeah, I would think that, that, that um, people who read Wildlife Radiance as opposed to, say, um, something they'd see in the Times Colonist every day, yeah. um, they, they, they would be um, a little less passionate, say. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, because people are passionate about their, their pets, yeah. aren't they?
1: They are passionate, especially about dogs. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've, I've, I've noticed, is that... Uh, People people well and cats too, I mean yeah. to be, to be, to be fair. But dogs tend to dog people tend to be very, very passionate and and I think that to to when you have dogs you're you're I'm not gonna say you're you you're a much person than anyone else, but I think you, you have more empathy. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that you're dealing with an animal who can't speak to you, but you are always trying to figure out what he's trying to say to you and, and you're always you you're, you're always caring for someone else. You know, and that's empathy, I guess. Yeah. Whereas with the editorial cartoons, you know, I've noticed in the last since the pandemic, some of the emails are a little darker than uh-huh. people complaining. I'm talking about, but uh, but that's part of the business. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you 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 you're making a point. You have your opinion, and by all means, they're they're they quite, quite quite able to have their own opinion and say you're wrong. So that's okay. It's fine. Just please don't. Don't shoot me on the street, that
0: kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you uh, had a chance to draw the new premier yet, David Eby?
1: Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, the problem is I only work in a very small uh, rectangle, and I always get the top part of a missing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I remember the first time I read how tall he is. It's like, seriously, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, he is, uh, is extraordinarily tall, you know. Um, interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it seems to me that, that uh, you know, I tr- when it comes to politics after, after 45 years, it doesn't really matter what my opinion is. No one pays attention anyway. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I, I I've find...
1: Never, I've to yeah. them an election right anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I find that the the, the the longer I follow politics, it doesn't matter who gets in. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it does... I, mean, I shouldn't say that. It does matter who gets in. But, I mean, um, generally, um, you know, the, the things that we depend on for government services and the sort usually, you know... They'll, they'll remain the same, regardless of who, who what party's in.
1: Exactly, and 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 a classic example of that is, is when Van der was premier, yeah. and that whole thing with the, the um, fantasy gardens, all uh-huh. all, this, all the scandals going on. where basically, you know, the, the premier's office was paralysed for quite a few months, but the government just chugged along. Yeah. you know, I mean, the ministry just carried on, yeah. <laughs> just like they always do. So, you know, it, it's there's a new figurehead up there. Um, Spending our money in, in different ways, and and uh, the ministries just basically carry on. F- fortunately for us, because um, you know, it's <laughs> although I'm not quite sure what's happening with the health ministry, but uh, you know, it's, it's that's different. That's yeah. a different conversation altogether.
0: So. Indeed. What uh, w- was was Vanderzalm your favourite premier to draw?
1: He was very interesting to draw because um, he, he, he was, I met him a few times. Actually, he'd be a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and most of these people, they're not evil, you know. I yeah. mean, it's it's very easy to... I, I remember um, Harcourt at mm-hmm. one time. This was a long time when he was premier. And this was, uh, you know, the whole uh, stuff happening out in, 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 in Tofino, you know, with... with uh, oh, Nanaimo? The, the, the logging, the Tofino. Oh, swimming, the, the
0: Flaquard Sound, yeah.
1: Blackwood Sound, all that stuff. I mean, I was just hammering him just, just right left and center. Right? And uh, I was at a, some kind of newspaper convention, I think it was, and he was, he was giving a speech there, and... Um, he came up to me after and he said, Rayside, right and he, he, he shook me by, grabbed me by my right hand, and he's shaking my hand, and he's squeezing, because he's a big man. Yeah. He's squeezing my hand, and he's getting squeezing and he's, squeezing, and he's squeezing, and he's squeezing, and he said, I hope that's your drawing hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm actually left-handed. Now you're really screwed. <laughs> but, you know, he, he saw the humor, and it yeah. was fine, you know. But uh, um, that's sort of an example of, uh, they get it, you know. Mm. Um, and and they're, they're humans like all of us. But uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where, with Van der Zand, it was just he, he was doing stuff I couldn't I couldn't dream up. Yeah. And sometimes like I can't top this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the the other thing that I was thinking about in terms of how you depict certain people, like Van der Zand, his smile. I I, I guess yeah. that that was the thing that that um, not just you but other cartoonists say always. Yeah focused on. Um, it, it, with E.B., I guess it is his height, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And, and I think with Van is that he, he was sort of thinning on the top of his head, like we all are at some age. So I started drawing him with the ball patch on the top of his head, you know. And it's funny how those little things like that, you, you sort of focus on, or, or the smile, or the chin, or, mm-hmm. or, or the eyebrows, or the I mean, you, you just pick up certain features, and you he, and he just sort of hammer away at them, until after a while it's like, you see, Van Azzam, you say, Oh, he looks just like race night Vanizami. Yeah, <laughs> it be yeah. the other way around, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? the, So, so in the um, w- when you started forty-five years ago, would you be at the legislature every day, or? or no, no.
1: I was living on Salt Spring at the time. I see. Um, and it was the Gulf Islands Driftwood ran my first cartoon. I, in fact, in fact I, I came across the that the, the first cartoon was February eighth, I think, nineteen seventy-eight or something like that. Wow. Around it. And then, so that was working for a weekly. And then I got into the uh, Times Colonist. Actually, number that I was, I had a daily, comic strip for the Toronto Star. I was doing, mm-hmm. and then I was working at the Times Colonist. So I was doing, you know, maybe twelve, twelve a week. And still I do, um, let's say six. I, I do. T- I, I still draw ten cartoons a week, plus you know, whatever book projects. And so it's it's it's, it's busy. And and at some point, you know, you have to look at it and say, you know, okay, is that enough? You know, am, am I, have I jumped the shark?
0: <laughs>
1: you know, so yeah. I, don't know. I mean, maybe it's going to be the, the lack of drawing board or the fact that everything's done electronic, uh, done on a tablet, and and I, and I am finding it difficult to find the pen nibs that I like and, and the drawing board that I like working with. And so yeah, those 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 are things that you you're, you're realising that. That the, the, the world has changed and, and you won't be doing this forever unless I switched to drawing on a tablet which probably isn't going to happen So, yeah.
0: so you, you, you were uh, early, even earlier in particular about your, your what, what pencils or ink or boards you use.
1: Yeah, I think that mainly it's because you know, I sort of found some pens I liked um, or maybe somebody gave them to me I didn't have any money back then uh-huh. and um, just sort of stuck with them being a creature of habit and, and I think also um, if you're Familiar? if you have been drawing with a certain type of pen for, for 45 years? It's very difficult to switch. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the paper. Um, there are very few mills now that make um, paper drawing good, good drawing board for, that that will accept ink without feathering and not doing whatever. So, so it's, it's just one of those things where you're you, you you've just become too maybe complacent. And I should have been trying different materials as I was going along, but but I didn't. So, it's okay. I mean, it'll it'll if, if I have to start drawing on the walls and take a photograph of it and send it
0: off, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you because 45 years ago, um, th- th- our, our media was a lot different. So um, right now, if we if we wanted to look, say, at a press conference of, uh, of a politician or the, the legislature of the House of Commons, we could use our, our you could turn on the television, go on our yeah. computer or our phone even, and watch these things live. Uh, 45 years ago. Um, how would you get to, to know what Van Der Zemmer, or I guess it was Bill Bennett at the time, how he looked like? How how would you get to, to, to say, know what to draw them as, say?
1: Well, you'd, you'd get the photographs in the newspaper. It was I Bennett, see. I think. I think it was Bill Bennett at that time. Maybe in 79, yeah. It was um, yeah. Uh, or was it, uh, was it Dave Barrett? I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> it was around that time. Um, you'd, you'd, but I, I had a morgue. I called it a morgue, and, and I'd, I'd, in newspapers and magazines. I'd cut photographs of... of of politicians and, uh-huh. and, and photographs of like oil rigs stuff like that because you couldn't go to the internet so I if I, so I just kept adding to this this my morgue of, of photographs of different things and, and politicians or oh, you'd, you'd you'd watch the nightly news and you'd if, if Bennett's on there so you quickly sort of fiddle with some sketches yeah. and then after a while, I was working at the press gallery for a few years and, and you know sort of drawing the people you see there but again it was you, you don't really it was one of those things where, as there was no alternative, you never really thought, "Gosh, I'm missing out on, on this." You, you 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 adapted to what you needed to do to get the the the, the, the illustrations. But again, you, you just work from photographs out of the newspaper and magazines. That's, that's really your only option. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, the other thing that comes up uh, a lot through your book, uh, "Wildlife for Idiots," um, and, and I found this um, comforting, is the, the the bartender, and how. Um, animals react in that setting. I mean that's essentially how we react in settings and you're putting the animal in in that place. Um, it's one of those places that I think um, people are generally uh, more I guess it's that thing where we talk the ear off the bartender and so so I don't know are we more honest in that setting say than in in, in any other place?
1: Well, I think after three or four gyms, I think we all tend to open <laughs> up our mouths a bit too much. Well, but I, I, the is also, the, the bar is also a, I mean, a, my golly, I, I've spent so many hours in bars over the years. Um, and it is, yeah, it is the one place where you, you at least for me, I always feel at home. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a place where also you can talk to strangers that you wouldn't in the street yeah, um, or a restaurant. Sure. When you're sitting next to somebody in the bar and he's having a whiskey and you're having a whiskey and you can... You can you can strike up a strike up a conversation, without it being rude or intrusive, or in some cases it's, it is intrusive. But with by putting two animals in a bar, that's when you can have a a a, 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 a snake and a mongoose yeah. and be together in a bar, or yeah. two two bears can walk into a bar, and and you can have them interact, and and the the idea being that rather than them being out in the woods, it's more of a you can have two strange bears talking to each other, or, or, or two animals which wouldn't normally get along in a bar. Um, alligators in a bar, you know, the, the alligator looking at the alligator mm-hmm. skin purse, there's only one way I'd be able to have that alligator interact with that purse, it's in a bar.
0: Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. knowing what bars look like, why not, you know?
0: Yeah. And the bartender always seems annoyed by the, the patrons.
1: Yeah, you know, the, I, I had one strip and it's two, two truck mosquitoes are at the bar, and the bartender's saying, Okay, this is your last chance to get out of here. Or I'm lighting the mosquito <laughs> the <cool>. coil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I mean, bartenders hear it all. They see it yeah. all. They've seen. You know. They they have heard every drunk. They've heard every lame joke that you could that you could possibly think of. And so yeah, it's it's always the the, the long suffering bartender putting up with the the two drunk bears. You know. Yes. Or the two drunk mosquitoes.
0: Does the bartender have a name?
1: No, he doesn't you know, and this, I should give him a name, you know um, because he's always I always seem to draw him the same, and it's the weirdest thing it's it's almost like it's okay, it's, it's, you, you're stuck and it's yeah. just like uh in, in in the other coast trip um, if I change the way I draw the dogs, I can't do it because it's, you know that's twenty years of drawing yeah, that way yeah. and if I change the color of 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 somebody's outfit, they'd notice it you know i mean you know I've got uh, um, you know, Steve Fury, the the, the Wild Knife Hour guy, who who always ends up getting eaten. Yeah. Whatever he's, but if I changed him his, his outfit, then people would notice. So it's funny how people follow that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I just noticed as as I was going through that he looked the same. Um, and, and not just because my name is Joe, the the, bar, the bartender <laughs> in um, the the Sinatra song, "One for My Baby," is named Joe.
1: Well, so. I have to I have to make him Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done. It's it's now the law.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the uh, you have an upcoming book in May, uh, Paradise for Cats: A Return to the Rainbow Bridge. I, I we'll be talking about that in May. But um, I kept thinking as I was reading the book. Um, you know, I I never had pets, so so thankfully have not had to to go through the the loss of a pet, dealing with the loss of a pet. Um, yeah. They teach us such valuable lessons, and even in death, don't they?
1: They do. And, and the sad thing is that when you take on a, a pet, a cat, dog, gerbil, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, guinea pig, um, chances are you will outlive them. And and that's going to be a traumatic thing because they are part of the family. Regardless, yeah. they are yeah. very much a part of the family. And, and in some cases, <laughs> depending on what your kids are like, they're even more part of the family. And the reason I wrote the first Rainbow Bridge book was, and illustrated it, was um, to try and explain to kids that a loss of a pet is, it happens, but it's not the end of things. I mm. mean, there's the Rainbow Bridge, the old story, where, where they go to wait for, for us for when we finally shuffle off and yeah. you know, we, we, we are reunited with them. And Harbor Publishing, um, to their credit, picked it up and said they wanted to do it. And I remember the, Hearing that their reps are saying, well, how are we going to sell this book? Because there are no pet desk sections in bookstores. Yeah. Um, where do we put this thing? And, and I was always of a firm opinion that this book was going to sell by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never going to be, this is not something that you, you can advertise or, or put on the front of, other, of a book bookstore's um, shelf. You know? um, and as a result, I think it sold well over 75,000 copies just, just on you know, word of mouth.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. And I, I, I still get emails, but I'm not still, but I, I'm getting emails from, and not not just kids, but but the adults who are, who appreciate it. Um. From from some of these most, most most heartfelt emails from people saying that this is what got them through the loss of, you know, Mr. Bootsy or, yeah. or, or Rex or whatever, uh, or this is what got their kids through it. And of all the things I've done in my 45 years. That's probably the one I'm most proud of that book, because I think it's touched people more than anything else yeah. in a good way yeah. and helped them through a crisis where um, we're having an alligator talk to a handbag, unless of course you 're an alligator, probably <laughs> isn't going to get you through a crisis yeah. um, so so that's the, the book that I, I feel most proud of and, and when Harbour approached me to do a, a version, kind of like a, a more, more of a sequ- kind of a sequel, but maybe sort of a junk to. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Rainbow Bridge for cats is like oh is it really you sure you think I should? So they, they it took them a while to persuade me to do it because um, I just wasn't sure I could. I, did, I wasn't sure I could pull it off because I didn't want to do something that was too close to the original Rainbow yeah, Bridge because yeah. it's now, can you recreate lightning in a bottle? Well, I think that's the phrase, or well, maybe I got it later. But um, so I said yeah okay I'll do it. I'll, let, let me try. Let me just see if, if I can't do it then fine. But once I got into it, I realized that you know cats are totally different than dogs. They're, they're, I mean, I've had cats around me, so yeah. I mean, I understand a bit about them. But they're quite different, and the things that they do in the Rainbow Bridge are totally different than what dogs do. So uh, it was it was kind of fun doing it, and and I actually I actually did enjoy doing it, and and I'm hoping it does well. Um, but again, that's up to the readers. You know, I mean, I've I've had flops before. You know, it's, in 45 years, I've done 20. Six books, and not all of them were bestsellers. So. But um, I won't say which ones they are.
0: Yeah. Well, well, we'll look forward to, to talking about that in May for sure. Um, that's the thing I kept thinking about as reading um, uh, Wildlife Idiots as well. The other thing I was thinking about as I was reading the, 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 these, these animals offer such valuable lessons, but um, because we're idiots, we're, we're too stupid to heed that wisdom. I mean, if we did, we'd stop destroying the planet though, uh, as we, we do, right?
1: I know, and you know. Here's, here, this is this is the crazy thing. Because they can't speak, yeah. because of the fact that that they don't have the ability to write letters to the editor, they've had the, they, they they can't go out there and protest. It's up to us to try and do something to to basically stop destroying their homes. Oh. Yeah. And you know, you have what is it? All these you know, COP 25 or whatever it was called sure. in Montreal. What a waste of time! You know, everyone jets in. Yes, yes, we're going to turn the planet. They jet off again. Nothing happens. How many more of these things can we do without realizing that? And no government is going to say to the to the voters, "Okay, we're we lowering the boom. That's it. We're going to stop all oil exploration. We're going to stop the pipe. It's not going to happen." You know, and yeah. it, it's it's it's. I was doing cartoons about the environment. 45 years ago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you know what? Nobody cared back then. I was doing stuff about um, um, logging, uh-huh. um, how, how, how we're over-logging areas. Um, you know, cartoons back in the, in the early 80s, I was doing that. But it didn't do it. It didn't stop it, you know. But And I think nobody realized then that that what we have here on the planet is finite. Yeah. I, I think everybody thought, this is going to go on forever. The trees will go forever. Sure. Uh, yeah. The oceans will be fine forever. Water will be clean forever we didn't realize that it's finite and now we're just starting to, to realize holy cow maybe but there won't be any water maybe what mm-hmm. water will be we can't drink so i mean there are all sorts of things there that that we're now starting to realize and i hope it's not too late because i i, I worry about what the generations coming behind me uh are gonna have to deal with uh, the mess that <laughs> our generation and preceding generations yeah. have made of this this place it's and, yeah, it's the animals, uh, they're the ones who will be affected first and will
0: be, will be the ones last. Yeah. The other thing I was wondering about as I was reading the book is, is who makes you laugh? I mean, you you, you delight and, and, and entertain readers as you have for 45 years every day. Um, what do you turn to? I mean, are, are there things that you watch, listen to, or, or read that, that um, make you, say, chuckle? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just stuff that, that uh, you know, I'm listening to some, Tom Sharp books um, on on the, the YouTube as I'm working. He's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, there's some comic strips that, that I think are very funny that make me laugh. Um, but the funny, I don't often laugh at, at what I draw because of the fact that when you get the idea it's that okay, it works. Now I got to make it work. How's the design going to work? And is it, you know, it, it, there's a million different things you got to think about uh-huh. to to see if this idea which you have is going to work. And sometimes it doesn't. You end up throwing it away. But so. It's not a question of of you know, I don't p- particularly laugh at what I, I I do, although I may say, yeah, I think that's funny. And then sometimes what I think is funny isn't. Mm, you know, it's like yeah. sometimes the cartoons that I think, wow, this one's going to really, this is a great cartoon. You put a lot of into it, and it crickets. Nobody <laughs> pays attention. Yeah. Whereas something that I knocked off in ten minutes, I go, oh, that's really great. I love it. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to like it. This is a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But. Uh, I, you know, you can find humour in anything. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to be the glass half full, right. glass half empty person, but I think to be a, a, a cartoonist, you kind of have to be that way. Um, but that, that again, that there are other, there are some very, I mean, very funny cartoonists out there that, that make me laugh, and, and very funny writers. It's I think, I, I do hope that this whole woke thing that's happening isn't going to depress. To so the whole humour satire um, thing, because it's 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 you know the whole changing Roald Dale's books. I mean, where, whether he was a anti-Semite or a racist, I don't know. But one shouldn't just completely change somebody's body of work just because of something they did a long time ago. Whether he, you know, I mean, hopefully he wasn't that way. But you know, there's there's I, I do worry that satire is going to be. Um, I think it's become a thing of the past because people don't want to be offended because a lot of satire will, will offend somebody mm-hmm. you know I mean it's, it's uh, although you know, it's a fine line we, we cartoonists have to have to, to walk right now is to you want to make something funny but you don't want to <laughs> offend your audience either you know I mean stuff that I could draw 30 years ago I couldn't draw now no, because it would, would, would be, it would offend somebody so you know you mm-hmm. don't
0: could you have imagined, say, as a boy, that you would have this career that you've had?
1: No, not in not in a million years. Um, I think I wanted to be an engine driver. Um. I think I don't remember. I, I was a terrible kid at school too. I was I was basically a complete moron. Um, I, I remember when I was there was a in high school in in New Zealand. was where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, these schools, and they had these different. Uh, when you're in, like, say, Form 4, let's say, you had have, like, Form A, for A, B, C, D. And Form A, I'm going by memory here, was, mm-hmm. was you know, you're, wow, you're one your of the bright kids. And then Form B, and well, they're not so bright, Form C, well, I don't know. Form D was was basically sitting around with crayons. And I was always, like, in the C section, just, just one away from working with crayons and paper. And it's like, I wish I could have done that because, you know, I, I was bad at math, I was bad at science, I was bad at things, I was bad at everything. But I, I think I could draw, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I was always one away from that. But, no, I never really thought. Again, I mean, there were more opportunities uh, back then. There were more magazines that mm-hmm. were running cartoons. Or, or newspapers w- would run two pages of comic strips. Uh, so there were certainly more opportunities. But, you know, when, considering that the first cartoon I sold was for $2.50 to a publication called the Intermountain Logging News in, out of Seattle, I think it was. And, wow, $2.50, I, you know, this is great. Uh, this is before, you know, the first editorial cartoon. Yeah, I got it made. I, I'm on my way. And I didn't think I sold a cartoon then for another six months. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, the thought that you could make a go of it um, was, was really... Uh, was, was just a pipe dream I think and mm. it just sort of happened uh, although you worked at it it wasn't like n- nobody came along and handed me checks I mean right. you, you, yeah. there was a lot of rejections and, and I, I used to I, I used to, to um, paper a little tiny little shed I worked out of in the in, 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 in bottom of my parents garden on Salt Spring mm-hmm. and I used to, to pin up the, the rejection slips from magazines and newspapers I'd, I'd stick them up on the wall until they got too depressing and I took them down I <laughs> thought <a good> <laughs> no 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 this isn't. This is. This is not going to to incentivize anything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the way it was. You you, you had to have a thick hide yeah. because it was very easy to say, "Oh, it's not going to happen." I just kept at it until I think I'd spent so much in postage I couldn't back out.
0: <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, I hope it continues. But but really, what I hope is it'll continue for as long as you want it to continue, because I think um, uh, you're someone who is special to a lot of people and and. Uh, Someone I've enjoyed talking to over the years, and I look forward to talking to you in May again. And so congratulations on, on Wildlife Radiates. I've, I've so enjoyed our chat again.
1: Well, thank you, George. I, I, I appreciate that. And it's always a pleasure chatting with you. Um, you know, you're, you're one of the few book reviewers left, and uh, God bless you for that, because they're, they're, you are needed very much out there. And you know books, you know authors, and it's always a pleasure talking with you. So thank you.
0: The website for more is at RaysideCartoon.com. The book is called Wildlife for Idiots and Other Animal Cartoons. It's from Harbor Publishing. Uh, It's artist, it's author, Adrian Rayside. Join me on the line from Vancouver Island in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Flunta.